0: Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Here we are once again celebrating the central, the highest, and most glorious festival of our faith in the story that changes everything for the whole world and for all time. In today's version of the story from Mark, it is a young man in a white robe, a heavenly being, a messenger of some sort, telling the women who love Jesus to set aside amazement for the one whom they saw crucified is no longer in the tomb, but going before them to Galilee. And even as we have this week faced the reality of our corruption that leads to violence and leads to death. And even as we discover anew the way of absolute integrity that is the way of life and learn that it is opened to us by Jesus, even now all over this land we have newsstands uh, proclaiming the decline and fall of Christian America on the front cover of Newsweek magazine. John Meacham wrote the article. He's the editor of Newsweek and an Episcopalian And he's not reflecting on the death of God or the death of faith or anything so dramatic. He's reflecting on the end of Christian America. And he argues that the waning of specifically Christian concerns in the political debate of this country is a good thing. As crucial as religion has been to the life of the nation, he says, America's unifying force has never been a specific faith but a commitment to freedom and not least freedom of conscience. He doesn't think... That a less Christian America, as measured by extensive recent polling, is necessarily a post-Christian America. I resist the privatization of religion, making our faith a merely private choice with no more significance for our world than choosing a low-fat diet or preferring Pilates to yoga. I also resist... The social agenda of some Christians who wish to impose their view of Christian morality on a nation, a view I don't share. This is the crowd who roar abortion is murder and gay marriage is an abomination and let's have prayer in the public schools of America. I resist them, but I do not resist their right and indeed the importance of speaking in the public square. I don't resist our faith being uh, a serious, even essential, public voice in the midst of many public voices. And I also resist the making generic the faith that we have in the resurrection in favor of some generalized civic religion. I don't exactly welcome, therefore, the news that a kind of cultural leaning toward Christianity is in decline. And what I suspect is it's not unlike our economic recession that received properly it will serve to reorder our lives in a way that is positive if we can avoid the kind of reactive thinking that would simply wish to get things back to normal get things back to where they were a christian less christian america is a reality it's already happened And it's one that provides us with both opportunity and challenge for those who celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead this day. John Meacham thinks that a less culturally Christian environment opens the way for a more serious, more theologically serious life for believers. And I think he's right. And I think that's where our opportunity lies. Opportunity begins with the recognition that conversion is not like picking a package of ideas off a supermarket shelf and then putting them back and then picking another one. Conversion is not moving from one kind of Christian congregation in a Christian America to another kind of Christian America and saying there's no difference, the important thing is we're all Christians. That conversion is not like simply putting on a different shade of glasses and seeing the world in a different tone. These things might have passed for conversion in a fully Christian America, but a less Christian country, something rather more profound is both possible and indeed necessary. Conversion, the turning of our lives from darkness to light, from death to life, is nothing less than the complete remaking of our life from the outside in and from the inside out as we get shaped by our commitments that is at least part of the reality and consequence of Jesus resurrection new life after death st paul calls this the first fruits of the promise and it is the first fruits of the promise available to all of us who are offered radical renewal by the grace of god they are those first fruits are available to all of us if we will sell all we have and follow jesus if we will go into the ground like a seed and die in order that we might bear much fruit. The promise of newness of life even today requires our committing or for many of us recommitting ourselves to following Jesus and allowing that commitment to shape our being, not just an intellectual bracketed thing, but something at the very center of life that leads us to be born again, born anew, in a way of living that knows that death is not the worst thing in life, that the worst thing in life is breaking faith with the source of life, the love that made us from love. Some of you have heard the story of my friend, an attorney who began in a corporate setting, who began volunteering at a night shelter for homeless men that we opened as part of the ministry of her church. But something about that experience grabbed her. It was like a particular concern was laid on her heart. And she realized that she really cared about these men. And she really cared about what was going on in the world. And pretty soon she was volunteering whenever she could. And before you knew it, she was on the board of the charity. And in time, the director of the shelter resigned. It's a a high turnover world, that world. And she was approached about filling the position. She heard this as a call, and she resigned her corporate position in order to become director of the shelter. The shelter was in the metro area of Washington, D.C., important because she soon found herself being treated as something of an expert uh, and called upon to talk about homelessness in various political, local and state, and, and even national political processes. It was only two or three years, in fact, before she, too, resigned her position in order to accept a policy-making position with the Department of Housing and Urban Development. All the while, through all these changes, she was developing her own spiritual practices of regular Eucharist and prayer and study. All the while, as she acted on that which she cared about, she was being remade and reformed by God, taking seriously that particular care and concern that was laid on our heart. That is closer to full conversion than anything that looking for the latest magic pill or quick fix will provide. It's being born anew by the grace of God, by acting and allowing commitments to shape our life. In this community of faith, here, all saints, conversion means living out the consequences of a decision to follow our risen Lord to Galilee or wherever we are led. It, 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 these consequences for us include paying attention to the spiritual practices which free us. And so knowing ourselves in need of redemption and redeemed through this regular acting out of the sacred story and gathering around the table and breaking bread with all manner of people knowing that there is no salvation for me unless there is also salvation for you. It means practicing generosity so that we are freed to live generously. It means consciously engaging prayer so that in time we may unconsciously pray without ceasing. It means practicing uh, disciplines of service so that we find ourselves loving others without really trying and acting on the cares and concerns that are laid on our hearts. So with the opportunity, the newness of life through commitment to the way of Jesus, through true conversion, with that comes challenge in this brave new world. Challenge to articulate and give voice to that which we receive from the throne of grace. Give voice in order that others may be invited to share in the inheritance of the resurrection with which we have been blessed beyond measure. Because it's not going to happen automatically as the place and the world becomes less Christian, less oriented or biased, if you like, towards Christianity. The invitation to commitment of what we know is not an invitation to a simple intellectual shift, a magic pill, an effortless diet, a change on the outside without the fundamental change that involves loss and even death if we are to know resurrection. My friend who left her corporate job for the shelter was afraid. And yet, with fear and trembling, she did what she knew she was being invited to do. This invitation to life is often unclear, often disturbing. Think about the ambiguities in Mark's account of the decisive events we celebrate today, events that change everything. The women come to the tomb to anoint Jesus, not grasping that he's already been anointed for burial during his lifetime. Mark goes out of his way to show that the decisive act has moved from the good darkness of Good Friday to the light of Easter morning, reversed by the sunrise. And yet, there is no quick appearance of the risen Lord, just an empty tomb. There are no shouts as yet of exaltation and joy, but there's trembling, and there's astonishment, and there's silence, and those are the right reactions when we grasp the fullness of the invitation to grace that we are being offered. Surely these women knew that exaltation might come, but right now they were being invited to a brave new world, having to let go of everything they thought they knew. They were being invited to conversion. Jesus of Nazareth has risen, they are told. And in that proclamation, they hear an invitation to new life themselves. Not a story of instantaneous joy, but the process of a lifetime as they are born like we are born, anew to a living hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Like them, so it is for us so it can be for everyone who hears the invitation, and they will not hear it unless we extend it. They will no longer have Christian faith just in the water, in the life of the world, something that can be assumed or thrust upon them or presented perhaps only as something to be rejected Instead, the rise and fall of American Christianity is an opportunity and challenge for those who would know life, to be born anew by the Holy Spirit through following the spiritual practices of our faith and proclaiming for all to hear, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia.